Thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in and being with us today for this episode of the Transform Podcast. I am thoroughly enjoying this journey with you all this far. I hope that you can say the same uh, about your journey with me in this podcast. Uh, I appreciate you so much for sticking with me and listening to these episodes. If this is the first one that you've listened to, then welcome. I certainly appreciate the uh, you joining me today. And if you want to, you're welcome to go back all the way back to season or to the beginning of this season to pick up from the beginning, or you can start here. Uh, whatever you want to do, I'm just grateful that you decided to be a part of this and to come along this journey with me as we go through this episode. Um, I certainly hope that it's beneficial for you. I hope you're growing. Hope you're becoming someone better. Um, and I hope that you're also taking advantage of our podcast here on the Scattered Abroad Network. Um, there are several, several good men who are um, hosts of several good podcasts, and I hope that you're taking advantage of those and that you're growing and becoming the best that you can be for God. Don't forget, um, always please remember to give us a rating or review on whatever platform it is that you use. If you've already done that, then no worries. But if you haven't, that would certainly help us out. And if you could, um, take a listen to some of our other uh, podcasts here and then rate those and review those as well if possible and that certainly would help us out greatly again we've been d- discussing this theme uh, for season number one of transforming out of we've been talking about different things um, that we're no longer doing anymore in this life now again it's not to be to, you know to be depressing or discouraging but rather these are episodes that are going to help us uh, help us grow they're going to help us transform and do something better Uh, than we were the day before. And so, as we talk about this idea of transforming out of, today I want to talk about something that I think we all can find very difficult at times. I think it's something that we can all struggle with at times. Um, And I want to talk today about transforming out of the past. Transforming out of the past. Now, again, today this is especially true as we talk about transforming out of our past because if we think about the past, um, the past is really something that can truly haunt us, isn't it? Um, I think for a lot of people, it can be very difficult uh, to move on from their past, depending on what they've done, depending on what they've said, depending on some of the encounters and situations um, in which they found themselves. It can be very difficult to move on from the past. Um, I, I would say, I think it's safe to say that we've all done things in our past that we wish we could change. I think it's safe to say that we've all done things in our past that we wish we had never done before. But you see, that's the thing about the past. You can't go back and change it, can you? You have to live with the choices that you've made and the consequences that come upon you simply because of your decisions. Now, whether it be good decisions or bad decisions, you know, that depends on what you've done in life. But you still have to live with every single choice that you make. When we think about the past, and I think when people think about uh, an episode that's going to be about something like this, I think for many individuals, they would they would look at this in kind of a, a bad light. Um, they would look at this as we talk about transforming out of our past. Out of We talk about transforming out of things that we no longer used to do. Maybe for you, maybe you were at one point an alcoholic. Maybe you just drank all the time. Maybe Maybe that was your outlet and you couldn't get enough of it. Uh, maybe you were a drug addict. Maybe things had gotten so bad in your life. 
Maybe things had, uh, maybe you felt like there was nowhere else to turn, so you turned to drugs to maybe try to uh, relieve some of that pressure in your mind. Maybe you were someone who was addicted to pornography. Maybe you were someone who stole things. Maybe you were a thief. Maybe you were a bully to individuals around you. Maybe you constantly used uh, filthy language. Maybe you did, you know, et cetera, such and such, whatever it might be. I think so many people have dark pasts. And so oftentimes, I think they struggle getting past it. So oftentimes, they struggle seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And so many times, the present time in which we live and the future moments in time, they're affected by our pasts. I think so many people, so many times people think, well, well, why me? Why is this going on in my life? Why am I having to endure this certain scenario? Why am I having to uh, go through these different things in life? What about those people over there? What about those individuals over there? What about these people here and those people there? Their, their life seems so perfect. But you see, in all reality, it's not. Because everybody has struggles. Everybody has things in their past that they wish they had never done. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be someone who's, uh, I think about preachers for a minute. And I think many times people look at preachers in a different light because people, I think a lot of times people just assume that preachers are just these perfect individuals who have life figured out and who, you know, everything goes perfectly. Well, I can tell you from firsthand experience that is not true. I am flawed just like everybody else around me. I'm flawed just like everybody else around you. I'm flawed just like you are. But you see, that's the thing. Nobody's perfect. When people look at individuals and they say, why is their life going so perfect? Well, truth be told, it's not. And I hate to maybe be a Debbie Downer when I say that, but everybody goes through difficult things. Everybody has difficult times in life. And even as we go through Scripture, Old Testament to New Testament, Genesis to Revelation, we find individual after individual after individual who was flawed, who had pasts, who had things in their lives that they had done that could they go back and redo it, they would have done it differently. You see, I think about Moses. Moses was someone who complained. He made excuses to God. God came to him in that burning bush, you remember, in the book of Exodus, and he told Moses, he said, lead my people out of uh, captivity. And Moses said, I can't. He said, I can't do it. He made five excuses to God about leading the children of Israel. And yet, after a time, he finally did it. And he was successful. You see, it didn't matter what he had done in his past. He was still able to go forward in the future and do what he needed to do. Think about Paul. Paul's a great example of this. Someone who was a killer of Christians. Someone who was a persecutor of Christians. Someone who dragged individuals out of their homes simply because they had a faith in God and he killed them. And yet... Paul would go on to become one of the greatest evangelists that this world has ever known. Paul becomes someone who we look up to as a, as a great hero of faith, as someone who, who we, we can pattern our lives after and who we can become a better person because of. And yet he was someone who had a very dark past. Someone who had to live with the fact that he did all of those things every single day. He had to live with that. And yet despite that, he was still able to go on and be who he needed to be for God. 
Ephesians chapter 2, beginning of verse 1, Paul, ironically, Paul is the one writing this. He says, and you he made alive, here in verse 1, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. I want you to notice the past tense language here. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Beginning of verse 2, in which you once walked. Notice the past tense. It's no longer happening anymore. This is how you used to live. These were the decisions that you used to make. These were the things in which you used to partake, but no, not anymore. Not anymore. Okay, well, well, Paul, if they were once like that and they're now something better, something had to have happened in the middle. What happened? How can we be individuals who get, in a sense, past our past? How can we get past our past? How? Verse 4 and 5. Paul says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Beginning of verse 4, he says, But God. That's how we can get past our past. God. God is the only one who can do the impossible. Therefore, we ought to look to him for the strength to get through our past. Colossians 3 and verse 5. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Look at this in verse 7. In which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. Verse 8. But now you yourselves are to put off all these things. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Paul says, look, you were once walking this way, but now you're doing something different. Now, you're living a better life. These things, they're in the past. He says, but now you're living towards something that's better. You're living towards something that ought to give you so much, so much more meaning and value in life. Look, when we talk about our past, it can be something that's very difficult. Because maybe we're embarrassed about the things that we've done. And yet, even though we don't want to do those things, we, those things still creep up in the back of our minds and they still haunt us. And, and we say, well, well I, God, I know that you've forgiven me. God, I know that, that the past, it doesn't matter, but, but I can't get past it. I want to show you three things from the book of Isaiah. Three things that shows us that God sees our past no more. He doesn't see it anymore, which means we should also not see it anymore. But before before we do that though, I want to I want to make mention of something. Look, we've all committed sins. We've all done things in our past that we wish we had never done. And it's ugly. It's ugly, isn't it? It's dark, it's dismal, it's dirty. It's interesting in the book of Isaiah and specifically chapter 1, God talks about the filth and the dirtiness of sin, the ugliness of sin. In the very section of scripture that we find him talking about cleansing our sins. I think it's interesting. If you think about Isaiah chapter 1, just listen to this verse, verse 15. 
He says, when you spread out your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear you. Your hands are full of blood. Verse 16, wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. And then on the contrast, he says in verse 17, learn to do good. Seek justice. Jump to verse 25. He says, I will turn my hand against you and thoroughly purge away your dross and take away all of your alloy. Look, to everyone who is still feeling, feeling, excuse me, that, that guilt of sin, that, that guilt of the past, think about it as a refining process. You know, you take metal through the fire in a sense. This is the leftovers. This is the things that you throw away and get rid of, but it takes time. It doesn't just, you know, immediately happen. It takes time. In verse 30 and 31, Isaiah describes our sin as a terebinth whose leaf fades. And as a garden that has no water, the strong shall be as tender and the worth or work of it as a spark. Both will burn together and no one shall quench them. This is the ugliness, the filthiness, the stain, the ruin, the destruction of sin. Yes, the things that you've done in your past, they're terrible. They should never be done again. And that can be said of every single person. But in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18, Isaiah says, Come now and let us reason together. Says the Lord, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah 38 and verse 17, Indeed it was for my own peace that I had great bitterness, but you have lovingly delivered my soul from the pit of corruption, for you have cast all my sins behind your back. Isaiah 44 and verse 22, I have blotted out like a thick cloud your transgressions, and like a cloud your sins. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Look, I know that we might have individuals in our life who maybe, maybe they're not the best individuals who ought to be in our life. Maybe they're what we might call toxic individuals. And maybe they're individuals who talk about your past. Maybe they continue to bring things up. Maybe we think in our lives, in our minds rather, well, these people, they talk about my past. They remember the things that I've done. They have all these things to say. But friends, if our God doesn't remember it, then why should we? If our God puts our sins behind his back, if he covers them with a cloud, if he makes them white as snow, what should we do? Look how beautiful it is to know that we can look towards a better and a brighter future. How beautiful it is to know that we don't have to focus on our past any longer. That it's behind us. Look, don't let your past define you and who you are today. And the things that you can do to become a better person. I know so many individuals who can be so zealous for God who can be so on fire for him, yet there are things in their past that are holding them back. My prayer for you 
give those things over to God. If he's already let them go, if he's already forgiven them and forgotten them, then friend, you should too. Friend, you should too. Don't let your past dictate your future. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.